Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Welcome to Bet the Edge on Monday, October 4th. This is Drew Dinsick doing my best Sarah Perlman impression alongside Corey Parsons. Thank you to those of you watching on our NBC Sports Edge YouTube channel. Coming up, we will touch on the wildcard matchups. The playoff baseball is in the air. Great time of year. Cannot wait to break down the matchups. We will talk to former MLB catcher. Chris Jimenez and tell us where he is leaning on each of the wildcard games, as well as beat down a couple of the series as we get into the divisional round of the playoffs. We will also talk to Von Dalzell. He's here to help us uh, project some props for Monday Night Football between the Raiders and the Chargers and also get a jump on the Week 5 lines. Plus, edge of the day, all of that and more coming up on Bet the Edge, powered by PointsBet. What's going on, Drew? Ooh, week four was a good one for me. I was pretty excited by these results. It was a week for the dogs overall. The uh, <laughs> Our friends over at PointsBet had a hell of a Sunday night. Patriots plus seven was sort of the decision of the season for them so far. 82% of the spread handle was on Tampa Bay in that spot. Patriots obviously get the cover. Bucks get the win. And uh, similarly, there were some incredible dog performances. We saw the Jets win outright. Giants win outright. Cardinals beat the Rams. Rams in surprising fashion. All three of those teams were not heavily supported by the market. Overall, six underdogs, one outright. Underdogs so far, eight and six against the spread this week. What were some of your major takeaways? And I guess uh, I'll let you take any game on the board that you uh, want to comment on. A couple of number of things. This uh, obviously after a good first three weeks of the season, kind of you know struggled a little bit yesterday getting it done. I thought it was going to be a day where favorites came back. And what you saw yesterday, the underdogs continue to rule the rules. But listen, with every every time we go through this, I think you learn something about these teams. And one thing that I think you're starting to see with the New York Giants is they're going to play better on the road than they do it than they do at home. It could be some you know some nerves when they're up 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 against the home crowd. Maybe not wanting to hear the boo birds. Uh, I think we got to start looking at the Arizona Cardinals as a real deal. Or uh, maybe you want to start taking a flyer on some of their um, some of their prop bets to win the actual NFC. Um, they're going to Los Angeles and get that big time win like that. Shout out to Kyler Murray as a legit MVP candidate. So I think those are two things that jump off right away when you look at it. And also the Baltimore Ravens. That's about as I understand that Teddy Bridgewater being concussed, but that's about as big as win you can get on the season going into Denver, mile high, banged up like that, and Lamar Jackson get another victory. Also think we got to start seriously considering Lamar as a legit MVP candidate this year. Yeah, those are all fair takeaways. Amazingly, uh, dogs now hitting at 61% clip so far on the 2021 season. Kind of indicative of there is just is general parity in the NFL this year, which is always exciting from a sports betting standpoint. Also, we had much, much stronger performances from our rookie quarterback class 
in week four than we had had to this point in the season. It was notable. They came into week four, I think, one in 10 against the spread with the one win being Mac Jones over Zach Wilson. Uh, and sure enough, uh, Thursday night football, Trevor Lawrence set the tone. He gets the cover. Doesn't quite get it done, obviously, but uh, at least uh, was competitive. Finally, uh, Zach Wilson gets his first win. Mac Jones was uh, was relatively cool, calm, and collected last night. Justin Fields gets his first win. And, uh, of course, it is now Trey Lance season. Not expecting Jimmy Garoppolo this week or next week. So, Trey Lance, we get to actually see what he's got in terms of his tools, and that's going to be very exciting. We will cover that more on Edge of the Day later, a little sneak preview there. But, uh, yeah, you mentioned it, uh, sort of the biggest result uh, – uh, in terms of kind of shifting some of the um, playoff odds, I would say would be uh, the Cardinals continuing yeah. their undefeated streak, beating the Rams. That was a huge high leverage game. Uh, and I got to tell you, I get this feeling that every NFC West matchup that we're going to see this year, you're best off just taking the dog and the points because these teams are all so very, very close together. There were fine margins in that game that really, uh, you know, weren't, evident when you look at the final score being a 17 point margin and uh, i think i'm just going to go ahead and take the dog in pretty much out of every nfc west game we see this year but uh um you know what generally uh what did you think of uh of the chiefs as they uh handled business against the um eagles bills handled business against the texans and those two matching up on sunday night football this week i think that when you look at the chiefs you got to give it to patrick mahomes coming out there and, and playing football the right way getting Tariq Hill uh, back involved in the offense and on, on a big-time level, seeing Tariq Hill come out there, have over 180 yards receiving, sort of deep ball working. But most importantly, Drew, they stopped turning the football over. A lot of what the Chiefs was doing was based on turning the football over. So they go out there and hammer Philadelphia. They protect the football for the most part. As long as they protect the football, the Chiefs should be fine. Uh, obviously got a big matchup coming up this weekend. And, you know, the Bills have been doing what they're supposed to be doing. You go out there, you drag that Houston Texans team with <laughs> David Mills as the quarterback. But looking for a big-time matchup, but it's going to be hard to fade the Chiefs, especially if they're not turning the football over. Interestingly enough, that market opened up last week in the look-ahead. It was Bills plus three-and-a-half. It opened Bills plus three. It has been bet to plus two-and-a-half. So already the early market movers have established a position on the Buffalo Bills. Ultimately, I think I'm going to be coming back on the Chiefs, especially if I can get two and a half. But uh, we appreciate you agree with me. Mm -hmm. Yep. OK, well, we appreciate you listening to Bet the Edge wherever you may be listening. Make sure to rate the pod and, of course, sign up, subscribe because these lines move. And we're going to talk about some props today that uh, you're going to want to hear as soon as possible. Uh, we're giving it all to you in a package that is 30 minutes or less. And uh, we appreciate you gaining an edge with us. Make sure to hit us up on Twitter. Love to hear from you all. And, of course, any questions you have, put it in the comment box. Hit us up on Twitter. We got you. Drew is at whale underscore capper, and I'm at the fantasy exec. Let's bring in Chris Jimenez. We'll talk some MLB playoffs. This is super exciting. If you cannot tell, the enthusiasm that I have for fall baseball is very genuine. And... Guess what? We had a perfect appetizer last week as a bunch of these races came down to the wire. It was not obvious who we were even going to have in these wildcard games until yesterday afternoon. And fantastically, we get to see the Yankees and the Red Sox one more time for all the marbles <laughs> to get into the playoff mix here. Uh, these two teams have battled it out extremely closely so far this season. The Yanks, excuse me, the Sox have a slight advantage 
10-9 in the head-to-head in their 19 uh, games so far this season. Yankees do seem to have a little bit more momentum as they come into this game. They obviously have the better pitcher in Garrett Cole, and the market has made them minus 121 favorites over the Red Sox on the money line. The total currently sitting at 8.5. Chris, welcome to Fall Baseball. What are your thoughts on uh, Yankees-Red Sox? Yeah, first off, thank you guys for having me on. And, you know, I guess uh, in the lore of baseball, what a better way to have a one-game winner-take-all playoffs than Yankees-Red Sox, right? You know, this is going to be a great game, honestly. Uh, Two fairly evenly matched teams. They obviously know each other quite well. You know, I I think the reason that right now the Yankees, to me, are favored slightly is because of the Garrett Cole factor. Although he has not had a really good September, uh, even into August on that one. But I'll tell you what, to me, you're going to take the name of Garrett Cole. He's very capable of throwing out a gem at any moment in time. And it is also the reason they signed him, you know, to a 200 plus million dollar contract. So I think uh, taking that Garrett Cole factor is, is, you know, going to keep the Yankees slightly above. To me, I think it really comes down to the bullpens. Um, These offenses are very evenly matched. You know, losing DJ LeMahieu for the Yankees is going to be a little bit of a hit. I know he hasn't had the type of year that he's that we're used to seeing him have, especially in Yankee Stadium. But uh, losing him just from a veteran factor, having a, a quality at bat, excuse me, is uh, is going to be a little bit of a loss. But on the Red Sox side of things, J.D. Martinez going out yesterday in what was a pretty much a winner take all game for them as well uh, is ki- quite telling with that ankle injury. Uh, we'll have to kind of follow that a little bit because if he happens to miss this game, you know, I think that line would probably move a little bit. Uh, but I overall, I think this game comes down to the bullpens. Uh, I just right now, I think the Yankees bullpen is better situated than the Red Sox bullpen. Having, you know, Severino and then Loisega in that Yankee bullpen to me is kind of that X factor. You know, if Garrett Cole gets off to a rough start, they go right away to Severino for two, three, maybe four innings and then kind of piece it together from there. But Loisega has been one of the best relievers in the American League the last three months. And uh, I think uh, I'll take that bet any day of the week. No doubt. How you doing, Chris? Uh, good to be talking with you. You know, this Yankee Red Sox, it gives me kind of vibes of when we look at the NBA playing game and you had uh, Warriors and Lakers. So it kind of, you know, yeah. give you that kind of, you know, the same type of vibe. Right. But moving over to the National League, you look at the, the Los Angeles Dodgers, over a $2 favorite right now versus the Cardinals. The the, the Cardinals, obviously, they, they tout that they have the, the best fan base in baseball, but <laughs> we'll see about that. But now the Cardinals are um, $1.80 um, uh, underdog. Seven and a half in total. Um, this is interesting. Um, do you think the Cardinals can pull off, which would be just an earth-shattering upset right now to knock the and knock the Dodgers out the playoffs? Yeah, I mean that's a great question. And obviously, losing Mac, Max Muncy, excuse me, is going to be a huge detriment for the Dodgers. Ultimately, I believe the Dodgers have plenty of offense to go around. Trey Turner is hitting at an elite level right now. Is coming off a batting title. Uh, Corey Seager, who is a big, big addition after they, he came back from injuries has been scorching the cover off the ball. The one thing I think losing Max Muncy is going to hurt is now you're going to have to decide, does Cody Bellinger come in and play first base or do you keep him in the outfield uh, for that defensive replacement type player? Uh, he's obviously struggled with the bat this year, but I think there's no better way than to kind of get that monkey off your back, so to speak, than come out and have a tremendous playoffs. Ultimately, I think the Dodgers are going to win this game. I think they're just too good all the way around. That's the reason they acquired Max Scherzer and Trey Turner's for situations like this. You know, those guys are obviously battle tested. Uh, Max Scherzer, especially, you know, they're world champions. They beat my Dodgers team in 2019 
in the DS. So I, I may, you know, have a little bit of, of animosity towards them slightly, but they're now with my Dodgers. So that's going to help. But I think ultimately the Dodgers are just too good of a team. You know, the Cardinals are playing incredible baseball right now, but I'm also wondering, you know, does that kind of run out? Does that Cinderella story run out? You know, you've got Adam Wainwright, who's had a tremendous season this year, but a curveball is a very fickle thing. You know, if he doesn't have that going, he doesn't have the stuff to get the Dodgers lineup out on a consistent basis. And I think ultimately that will prove true. Uh, he may start off hot, but I think, you know, the Dodgers are going to be grinding out at bats. That's what they do. It's what they've done all year. And I think, too, a lot of times we forget the Dodgers won 106 games and are in this wild card game. You know, that was I think it's 14 or 15 wins better than the Cardinals. And that's with the Cardinals running on 17 in a row. Yeah. Uh, so I think, you know, sometimes it's easy to, to ride that hot hand. But I think if you look in between things, ultimately, the Dodgers are just a better all around team. Yeah, it's unbelievable that the Dodgers put up the best run differential in baseball by a country mile this season. They win 106 games and now they're playoff fate comes down to one game against the hottest team in baseball. doesn't really seem fair, uh, but ultimately I'm with you. I think the Dodgers do get through to face the Giants in the uh, divisional series, which would be absolutely outstanding entertainment. The Giants, I want to pivot and ask you a couple questions because sure. it has taken people, it has taken the market a long time to really warm up to these guys. Uh, a lot, a lot of it has felt like, uh, you know, at some point the, uh, clock was going to strike midnight and uh you know the fact that you have guys like buster posey and brandon crawford and you know guys that we would maybe remember from their you know 2010 world series run like are making meaningful impacts this year it is very very it's exciting to see honestly and it's it's uh it's a great story giants pull off uh the um the nl west by one game uh in impressive fashion a kid could could not believe it came down to sunday's game um, and uh, they finished with 107 wins, most ever in franchise history, second best run differential in baseball. Do they have, I guess, have they proven it to you that they ought to be kind of considered realistic contenders for the uh, National League, considering what they've put on their resume this season? Yeah, I mean, that's an outstanding question. And you're not wrong in, in saying, you know, it's taken a while for the market to catch up to this because I'm on that same train. You know, I continue to wait for this team to kind of not fall apart, but kind of come back down to earth a little bit. But I'll tell you what, the more and more I look into this, the one thing the Giants have going for them, they have an absolute realistic chance, right? Their pitching has stayed relatively healthy, which is a huge part of it. But the one thing the Giants do better than anyone not named the Tampa Bay Rays is the Giants always have the platoon advantage. Whenever that situation arises, Gabe Kapler is not afraid to get his guys in the right situations, whether it be in the second inning, the fifth inning, it does not matter. He's not saving bullets for later in the game. He's always going to take his platoon advantage, no matter what situation of the game is. So they are never without the best player on the field in that, in their opinion of that advantage. And I think that is one reason we've seen the, or excuse me, the Giants have the most pinch hits in base, or pinch hit homers, excuse me, in baseball this year. They've been incredible with that at 17, which is astronomically high. Yeah. Um, you know, but again, it's it's getting these guys in advantage situations. They know what their guys are good at, and they continually put them in those situations. You got to give Gabe Kapler a ton of credit, Farhan Zayed a ton of credit, and I think got to give players on this staff because he's gotten three holdovers from an older regime, which played the game about as straight edge as you could possibly play it with Bruce Bochy managing this baseball team. To now Gabe Kapler, who's very forward thinking. He's gotten all of these guys on this team to buy into this is exactly how we're going to do it. And 
you know what? They've won 107 games, and I could easily see them beating the Dodgers. I don't think they will, but I could see it happening um, if the Dodgers were to make it that far. Because, again, who doesn't want Yankees-Red Sox in the first round, Dodgers-Giants in the second round, and it also be the first time in history the Giants and Dodgers have met each other in the playoffs? Whoa. <laughs> right there. I would never would have guessed that, Chris. Let me uh, hop over to the hopping over to the American League uh, quickly. You kind of got the situation where you saw people say, okay, well, if this Yankee team can get hot and make it, they can be dangerous. You also have Boston, who can also be dangerous. I've been on the White Sox all year long. Astros kind of have a chip on their shoulder. And maybe the but, uh, the betting favorite is the Rays. When you, when you handicap the American League, how do you see it playing out? Who do you think will win the pennant? So I think the Astros ultimately end up winning the pennant. I think all around, they are the most well-rounded team in the American League. Um, obviously, they are, again, battle-tested. They've been in these situations before. They have that chip on their shoulder like you just stated. You know, they have the one of the best offenses in baseball. It's number, number two, excuse me, in the American League right now. Their pitching staff is off the charts. They're healthy. They've made a couple of quality additions to the back end of that bullpen and Kendall Graveman, Phil Maton from Cleveland, who have played pivotal roles in lengthening out that bullpen for Ryan Presley, who closes it down in the ninth inning. But again, I think this this series or these series is, excuse me, will come down to offense. If you look at Houston's offense, they are elite in almost every category. Number two in baseball and stolen bases. You know, they can put runs up with the best of them. Um, they just overall, they have a very veteran team who will grind out at bats. And a lot of their young guys have come up big in key situations. So I think to me, you know, this first round, this first matchup is going to be awesome. It'll probably be one of the best matchups of the year in the, in the Astros and the White Sox. They're a very evenly matched team. You know, the White Sox offense is obviously, obviously elite as well. These two teams are both tied for third in the American League in pitching. So it's going to come down to bullpens again. And I think that offense, which offense kind of separates themselves. I think in this type of situation, Houston is better suited. They're also playing the game at home where Chicago has an awful road record this year. Houston at home playing in that ballpark where they use, you know, that Crawford box to their best advantage. I think Houston ends up taking this series and then go ahead and they match up tremendously with the Tampa Bay Rays. Go ahead and end up winning and getting themselves back to the World Series. Hmm. I'm hopeful that uh, we get an Astros Yankees uh, ALCS personally. And I think that would be all the entertainment. Yeah, for you. The um, currently Cardinals biggest liability in the NL for points bet uh, Rays biggest liability in the AL. So interesting. Chris, thank you. That was a fantastic breakdown. Be sure to follow Chris on Twitter at Chris Jimenez five. Check out more of his work on Sirius XM. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. You guys have me on. The NFL season is in full swing and the NBC Sports Predictor app has you covered with Sunday Night 7. Predict what will happen on Sunday Night Football for a chance to win up to $100,000. That was not a misstatement. They're giving away $100,000 every week. It's free and easy to play. Download today from your app store or visit the NBCSports.com slash predictor. Let's bring in our friend, Von Delzell, break down a little ALNL pennant futures, break down a little Monday night football prop action. Von, I hope your weekend was spectacular, looking great. Let's uh, let's talk a little baseball first. That sound good? Yeah, man. Yeah, definitely excited about baseball playoffs. It's October, best time of the year when it comes to baseball. Um, didn't start off as hot with me because Clayton Kershaw, the Mr. October, essentially got hurt right away. Didn't help the Dodgers case at all um, for the next couple of weeks. But as Chris hit on, man, Chris was spectacular and breaking down all those matchups. Uh, I'm excited because I have futures tickets on the Houston Astros at 950 to win the AL. And then I have the Dodgers at plus 175. So I'm feeling pretty confident one of these teams are going to come in and uh, come through for me. But more than likely, I'd have to say the Dodgers are still looking like the perennial favorite. I mean, I they get a team that was just very hot with the Cardinals, but – Depending on who's pitching for the White Sox to start the game out, I'm going to go ahead and just money line parlay the Dodgers and the Astros. Dodgers to win their game, move on. Astros to win game one for them. Um, as much of a Joe move that is and not a pro move, um, it did just work out for me taking the Chiefs and Bucks in the NFL coming off losses. Still pretty confident in the Dodgers and the Astros starting out 1-0 in their October. All right, good stuff. You know, you, you mentioned uh, uh, Clayton Kershaw being Mr. October. That rights are still reserved. For one, Mr. Reggie Jackson, we're going to continue to hold that down. With that being said, let's talk about some football tonight and what we got going on. What do we think about some of the props? You're the prop star. You got the the, the, Vegas, the Vegas Raiders and the Chargers. Look like we may have uh, lost Vaughn right there, um, Drew. But, you know, sure. Vaughn, we got all our prop bets and stuff like that. Does a good job handicapping that stuff. When you look at this game tonight, the Raiders and the Chargers, Chargers come in here as three-point favorites at home. Everybody loves the Chargers, but this Raiders team seems like it's being slept on, Drew. And I'm like, this Raiders team is pretty good. Dude, I completely agree with you. I'm on the Raiders tonight. Uh, fascinated, uh, Vaughn, do you think uh, the Raiders have enough offensively here uh, to stay in this game with the Chargers team that's getting a pretty impressive level of play out of Justin Herbert through the first three weeks? Yeah, this is going to be a good game, too. I mean, AFC West, anytime these two teams meet up, it's always going to be a, a great game. I'm, I'm looking at Darren Waller. I mean, over five and a half receptions for this guy seems like a steal most nights. Uh, the past two weeks, I feel comfortable jumping on this one because the past two weeks he's hit five catches and seven targets in those two games. But let's talk about Monday Night Football, Darren Waller. That's not the same Darren Waller. Mm. This guy in the last three Monday Night Football games, 29 receptions, 43 targets, and 280 yards. Jeez. What? All right, that's breaking down to nine receptions a game, 93 yards, any scoring. He obviously had a monster week one, 10 of 19 game at Sarah. 
uh, our very own Sarah Perlman hit on as her player prop. So now it's my turn to hit on Darren Waller. Uh, <laughs> if you just look over, I have a great article, NBC Sports Edge. Uh, air yards, red zone targets, routes ran, routes participation, everything. Darren Waller's top three when it comes to being a tight end. You can check that out on NBC Sports Edge's website. But Travis Kelsey just did did this number and had 11 targets. I expect Darren Waller to continue that as tight ends have had pretty good days against Los Angeles so far. Great, great point. And I completely agree with that breakdown. Uh, surely it does seem like he has uh, that extra gear for Monday Night Football. And uh, maybe even more importantly, it has been pretty obvious that uh, John Gruden is coming up with unique and innovative ways to get the ball in his hands. So yeah, even though he's matched up against a potential uh, all pro in Derwin James, that's a uh, that's a very fun, fun way to attack. Let's look into the future. Because week five lines are out, and there are some very, very, very good games. We touched a little bit on Chiefs-Bills in the open, but Thursday night football may be equally as entertaining. The Los Angeles Rams coming off of a tough loss at home head to Seattle to play in primetime in that loud rockin' stadium against primetime Russell Wilson, and the Rams are one-point favorite in <laughs> that game. The total currently sitting at 53 and a half. Do you have an early lean? And uh, I guess, do you think it's important to get involved right now before the uh, market moves in in either direction? Yeah, I I do feel like we might be on the same side, Drew, but maybe it's just because we were on the same side last week uh, and riding with Seattle uh, over San Francisco. But this is another spot where Russell Wilson is just a dominant quarterback. Uh, Thursday night football, he's nine and one in his career straight up on Thursday night games. Um, Nine, zero and one. ATS. Uh, so, you know, you he has that going for him and something that's really hard to bet against <laughs> at this point. But then you do have the Rams in a bounce back opportunity after getting smacked by the Cardinals after winning eight, eight straight games against them. So certainly looks like it could be a bet on spot for the Rams in the first time to fade Russell Wilson on Thursday night football. But saying that just sounds funny in itself. I would definitely take a look at DK Metcalf again. Tyler Lockett did not look like himself. In that last game, he was very quiet for the most part. Metcalf was loud. And against a Rams secondary that was just exploited a little bit against Arizona and Kyler Murray, I will take a look at a DK Metcalf prop. But uh, really, hard spot to fade the Seahawks, but it seems like a good spot to back the Rams on Thursday Night Football. Interesting stuff. You know, talking about Tyler Lockett uh, being quiet. He was quiet in my fantasy lineup. I'm not very uh, thrilled about that. Uh, With that being said, uh, let's talk about – the, the rookie of the year, obviously right now, Mac Jones. I mean, really probably the best game of his career last night. Trevor Lawrence getting his first win. Obviously, you know, always a quarterback award. But Jamar Chase, sitting there at plus 550, it's so intriguing. Or do you think the quarterbacks still rule the roost when it comes to the rookie of the year award? I'm, I'm with you, Corey, on this one. The quarterbacks are so easy to, like, everyone wants to bet on the quarterbacks and ride them because they're the, the sexy position. They're the position that gets the most notice. Notability, but I, I like Jamar Chase in this spot too. He's been outstanding. He's been stellar. I bet Trevor Lawrence begin the year to be rookie of the year. Not feeling very, very confident in that, but his last showing was his best showing. And I expect that to continue more uh, along with guys like uh, Justin Fields and Zach Wilson. They're all going to get better as the season goes on. But I do think Jamar Chase is a great pick. I believe he's going to continue eating all season long with Joe Burrow and that connection is just going to continue to grow between the two. But this has been a Mac Jones podcast. It seems like this has been a Mac <laughs> Jones futures podcast for the most part. Everyone's been all about him. And he did look good last night, but the Pats only ran the ball, what, five or six times? That's not going to work out for the most part all season for Mac Jones. That's going to put him in some difficult positions. I would be looking at two players, Jamar Chase and Trey Lance. 
Trey Lance now should start getting the ball a lot more, should start playing a lot more, and he's going to get better and better as the Niners are a playoff type of team. So I like my money to ride with Trey Lance and then maybe some uh, lunch money, as we would say, on Jamar Chase because the quarterbacks do run this award, and Jamar Chase is going to be on the outside looking in as the best non-quarterback. Yeah, no, that's totally fair. Currently, the biggest price adjustment after the week four results, uh, Zach Wilson moved in from 20 to one to 12 to one. Uh, Mac Jones at three to one is still the biggest liability. Obviously, uh, Sarah and I are pretty happy with the uh, the early market movement in favor of Mac Jones. But I've got to tell you guys, I was disappointed that Bill Belichick didn't give him the opportunity to make that fourth and three last yeah. night instead of trotting that kicker out there for the nearly impossible field goal attempt in the pouring rain with a minute on the clock left bill belichick's uh decision making was a little bit suspect last night but that's and fine he's won super bowls he's the goat whatever here's the thing drew it's like you can't question him you know what i'm saying because of his goatness his status but i'm looking at that too and i'm like why is he picking this football here give mac jones a chance to go out there and, uh, and get the first down so i agree with you 100 on that not impressed. Well, uh, Vaughn, thank you for all of your insight. Be sure to follow Vaughn on Twitter at VMoneySports. Check out more of his plays on our website, NBCSportsEdge.com. Corey, let's do some edge of the day. What do you think? Uh, what do you think you want? Where are you going? I'm, I'm fascinated to see where you're going here. Well, here we go. We got a little Monday Night Football action in the AFC West, and you got two MVP candidates with Derek Carr and um, young Mr. Justin Herbert lining up for it. Listen, the public in this game all over the Los Angeles Chargers, and I and I can see why, you know, they play well. Herbert's been in, excellent so far this season. I think the Raiders are going to um, actually cover the number at plus three. But for my edge of the day, I'm going to take the under in this contest right now on points better sitting at 51 and a half. In their last nine games versus AFC West opponents, Thunder is six and three. And, you know, for the Las Vegas Raiders. So I'm going to take the under in this game. I see it coming in somewhere around a, a low 20 score, maybe a 28-24 uh, Raiders victory, something like that. So that's where I'm going with this one right here. I'm going to take the under, Drew. I think that's the safer side because I'm trying to avoid the push on the Raiders plus three, even though I think the Raiders can win the game outright. Well, I agree with you on the Raiders side for sure. I had grabbed three and a half as my edge of the day on I think Thursday last week I can't actually remember which day but uh Raiders Raiders all the way for me here um or did I actually have that as an edge of the day now I can't remember <laughs> either way I, I am on the Raiders uh and I like them to cover the three and a half and uh and it went out right here but my edge of the day I'm gonna look forward to week five uh I'm gonna go with the uh, 49ers and Trey Lance taking on the white hot Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Cardinals obviously had just had a pretty massive emotional win going into LA and getting that win against the Rams snapped an eight game losing streak head to head against LA. Now they come home, they host the 49ers 49ers, obviously very familiar playing in Arizona, having gone to uh, Arizona to play the, the later portion of their season last year. So they, this is basically home away from home for the 49ers on top of the fact that we now get to see Trey Lance and all of the gadget plays, all of the wrinkles that uh, Shanahan worked so tirelessly on throughout the off season in the preseason, we get to see them on display against a Cardinals defense that I think can be picked on through the air. Uh, Trey Lance does bring an added dimension on the ground that Jimmy Garoppolo 
Garoppolo did not, I think you're going to see a Niners offensive performance that will be eye-popping impressive against this Cardinals team. And I don't know that the Niners win outright, but I can tell you what, the margin between all of these NFC West teams is razor thin. And if you're going to give me five points, I will take them happily. I know that rookie quarterbacks have not done well early in their careers this season. However, Trey Lance, I do believe, uh, is a very difficult player to prepare for. So I do think that uh, he has every reasonable chance to get this win against a Cardinals team that is probably, yeah, to a degree, patting themselves on the back for what a great job they've done to start their season. Uh, Coaching advantage also in favor of the 49ers. In general, I have loved the way that Kyle Shanahan has prepared for this Cardinals team, particularly uh, his defense has really stymied Kyler Murray in the last handful of years. So this should be a great contest, expecting the Niners to keep it close, taking them plus the five. And uh, we'll look for uh, look for more opportunities as we go through the week to back some sides. Very interesting take. I, I kind of I listen. I, what you mentioned about Trey Lance making his first start on the road versus an undefeated team, but you know, relying on Shanahan and Shanahan's guidance, I think is is critical. But me, a quick glance at this one, I would say that the total is too high. So I think yeah, the under would not- be. I think the under would be in play here. Ooh, that's that's a that's a nice look too. Don't forget to check out NBCSportsEdge.com. You'll have all of the information you need to know after you're done listening to us to continue helping you with your wagers. Thanks for those of you watching us on our NBC Sports Edge YouTube channel. And again, don't forget to subscribe and rate the podcast. Best of luck with all your plays. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. (laughs) 